0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
2: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
3: You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
4: Just win. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. his face is weather-beaten, he wears a hooded sash, With a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache, he growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold, and the trees all shake and quiver and play.
2: What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Thursday's episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Your boy Q here with you as always at your boy Q254. On Twitter, uh, phone lines always wide open for the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. That's 707-654-4693. This will be the last episode of the week. There will be no Friday episode. I'll actually be out of pocket. I'll be traveling today and uh, tomorrow and traveling back to Central Texas on Saturday. And so hopefully we'll have a show on Monday. I'm not promising anything. I'm not guaranteeing anything. The plan is to have a show on, on Monday, but you just never know how things are going to shake out over the next couple of days. But Uh, Depending on how it works out, if all goes the way I think it's going to go, there will be an episode on Monday. So just kind of look forward to that. But we're talking about today's show. We're talking about Thursday's show. We're going to get you through the show with a bang and uh, hopefully bring you some good stuff and hopefully you enjoy it and it's enough to get you through all the way till Monday. So coming up on today's show, I got your call straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That's coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I got a couple interviews from... Radio Row, uh, the last week I was in Miami, that I wanted to bring to you. And I had three that I really wanted to bring to you, but they're all not going to fit in segment number two. And if I moved it over to segment number three, then I wouldn't be able to get some of your calls in. So maybe I'll just save one of them till Monday's episode, and then we'll probably be done with all the Radio Row interviews that I have, but either way, I just kind of wanted to bring you some uh, some more sounds from uh, Miami, some more sounds from Super Bowl 54 Radio Row. Thought it was really cool, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to hit you with me, Quinnin Williams, and Quincy Williams, and I know that it has nothing to do with the Raiders. Quinnin Williams was drafted number three overall, right before the Raiders had a chance to pick by the Jets, so he played his rookie year with the Jets, and his brother, Quincy Williams, played his rookie year with the Jaguars, but it was me, Quinnin, and Quincy. It was three Qs, And I thought it was a pretty cool interview just because, you know, they're good guys. They really are good guys. And so I just kind of wanted to bring that interview to you. And then I had an option. I was going to give you Alabama defensive end Terrell Lewis. He's going to be a guy that's going into the draft. He'll probably be a top fifteen pick. Um, myself and Paul Catalina from ESPN Central Texas, we got a chance to talk to him. Really good interview. But instead, I'm going to hold on to that one. I might play that one on Monday because it's about nine minutes long. Instead, I'm going to play you ESPN Central Texas, myself, Paul Catalina, David Smoke, all with Emmett Smith. And you're probably thinking, Emmett Smith. What does Emmett Smith have to do with anything with the Raiders? Absolutely nothing nothing at all, except for the fact that he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I actually got the interview. I was the one who landed Emmett Smith. When you're on Radio Row, it's like a rat race. I mean, it really is. It's like one of those things, you see their handlers, you go up to them, hey, does Emmett have some kind of availability? You know, we're right over here. We're Central Texas. It'd be really great. Got a lot of Cowboy fans. Whatever. You say whatever. It's like selling a car. You know what I mean? You sell what you gotta say to get the sale done. And so I was the one who landed Emmett Smith. Uh, we did the interview with him. It was only about six minutes long. At the end of it, he was pushing some uh, some tequila, his new tequila. And if you follow me on Twitter at your boy q254 you probably saw me tweet out a picture of the tequila it's really good stuff or supposed to be good stuff i haven't opened it yet but it was emmett smith's actual tequila and so he talks about that at the end and i got the bottle i got the bottle uh and i got to take it home because i was the one that landed the interview but i want to bring you this emmett smith interview not because he's talking x's and no's not because he's talking football not because he's talking about the raiders or the cowboys but because he's talking about life And I think that it's really, really good stuff. And maybe I'm just getting older. Maybe I'm getting softer. Maybe with stuff going on in in my life right now, I just feel like it's important to share this kind of word. This is an important interview, I think. I thought he was really spitting some real deal knowledge. And it's funny, man, when we played it back on our show, uh, because we recorded it before our show started, and when we played it back on our show, I was like, man, that was such an inspirational interview. And my co-host was like, yeah, it was cool. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he took nothing from it. So maybe it's not really as cool as... I think it is, but you'll be the judge of that. Coming up in segment number two. So you'll hear myself, Quentin Williams, and Quincy Williams. And then you'll hear ESPN Central Texas, David Smoke, Paul Catalina, and myself – All talking to Emmett Smith, about a six-minute interview. You'll hear both of those in segment number two. And again, I think you'll take away some good stuff away from that Emmett Smith interview. But again, that's just me. Here in segment number one, I want to give you the news and the notes of the day. And there's some nice little nuggets, nice little news uh, to bring out that that dropped on Wednesday. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. The hiring of Rod Marinelli as defensive line coach became official on Wednesday. The Raiders put out that tweet that they have officially hired. Now, that's nothing new. It's not some breaking news. Uh, We already knew that that was going to happen after Brenton Buckner got fired. Uh, All the reports were that Rod Marinelli was going to join John Gruden and be the defensive line coach. Not the defensive coordinator like he was in Dallas, but the defensive line coach. And I I like the hire of Rod Marinelli because I know he's a really good defensive mind. He's a defensive coordinator who doesn't care about titles. When he was in Dallas, he let Chris Richard call the defensive calls. Even though he was the defensive coordinator and Chris Richard was just a secondary guy, Rod Marinelli said, go ahead, youngster. You go ahead and call the calls. So he's taking a back seat to Paul Gunther. He could easily have said, hey, John, I want to be the defensive coordinator. Get Gunther out of there. And John probably would have done it. But instead, he humbled himself and said, no, I'll be the D-line coach. That's all good. And I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, if the defense does not play better in 2020, halfway through the season, if they have some real bad blowouts and and John Gruden gets real angry at the defense, don't be surprised if you see Paul Gunther get replaced by Rob Marinelli moving forward. Because again, like I said, he absolutely has the skins on the wall to be the defensive coordinator. Instead, he's taking the job of the defensive line coach. That should bode well, in my opinion, for the interior defensive line. That's somewhere that we talked about earlier in the week that the Raiders need to get better and improve is on that interior interior pressure. The guys, the D tackles, they need to get better. Rod Marinelli is a really, really good guy at getting those dudes, getting the most out of them. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And so he has been officially hired as a defensive line coach. And then Austin King has been brought on as the offensive quality control coach. He's a guy that John Gruden had a lot of familiarity with. Actually drafted him when he was uh, back in Tampa Bay. And now he has teamed back up with John Gruden on the offensive staff as an offensive quality control coach. And Brentston Buckner, who I mentioned earlier, has actually been hired, rehired by the Arizona Cardinals so he is no longer unemployed he's back with Arizona Cardinals matter of fact uh, the Raiders actually got him when he they got him I believe he was in Arizona or he might have been in Tampa Bay but either way uh, he's worked with Arizona before he's back there so good thing for Brenton Buckner he landed back on his feet he'll always be a guy that I think Raider Nation will have a lot of love for because one he's a hell of a coach he did some good things and uh, he's only going to get better because he's a young dude so he's only going to continue to get better so that's the coaching news again just kind of confirming what we already knew Now, as far as players and contracts go, some guys got extensions, some guys got guaranteed money. Running back Jalen Richard got a two-year contract extension with the Raiders. It's worth $7 million. He can get up to $8 million with incentives, but $4.6 million is fully guaranteed. Really nice deal for Jalen Richard. And look, I know I dog on him and I goof on him at some times and say, look, he's a guy that I get worried about him fumbling. Let me just tell you right now, all I got to say is congratulations to Jalen Richard. Because if you remember Raider Nation, if you go back and think about where he came from, he was a guy that when Big Reggie McKenzie was the GM, had him come in, for a weekend tryout. Not as a undrafted free agent, but a guy that was just there on a weekend tryout. As an undrafted free agent, of course. But he would not even have a guarantee that he was going to be on the team a week. He was guaranteed he had an opportunity over the weekend. That was it. He was able to impress the team enough to stick around then. He was able to impress the team enough to stick around. I mean, he's been around the Raiders ever since Jack Del Rio's been there. I mean, think about that. He's been there for quite a while. And this is a guy who really came from nothing. So he's continued to work, 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 grind, and never get the attitude of, oh, I've arrived. Oh, I've made it. I don't have to continue to work hard. Now this guy is getting a two-year contract extension. Again, think about this. From the running back position, Jalen Richard is not the number one running back, but he's getting $7 million. He's getting 4.6 guaranteed. He could make up to $8 million. He's getting some good coin for a guy who comes in, and you probably know he's going to catch a ball out of the backfield. You know, basically a third down back. But good for him. He's been grinding his tail off. He blocks really well. That probably means that DeAndre Washington, who is probably out the door, who was actually a fifth-round draft pick the same year that Jalen Richard came in as an undrafted free agent, he was a fifth-round draft pick and wasn't able to stay healthy. And really the first time he ever stayed healthy was in 2019 when I thought, okay, I think this guy actually found himself a spot on the roster. Instead, the Raiders go and sign Jalen Richard to a two-year contract extension. So I can't hate on that. I can't hate on a man that busted his tail and worked his his tail off uh, from a, an unideal situation and continues to have a roster spot, have guaranteed money, and continues to you know make it and, and do what he got to do, continue to uh, maximize his his talent. So you got to give Jalen Richard a lot of credit. Now there were some guys on the Raiders roster that actually got guaranteed money on Wednesday. And uh, Rodney Hudson, $12.65 million dollars. Uh, that was guaranteed against uh, injury, so that's that's good. We all knew that Rodney Hudson wasn't going anywhere. Quarterback Derek Carr, two point nine of his like nineteen million dollar deal that he has in twenty twenty, that became fully guaranteed on Wednesday. Not the whole nineteen million, but only two point nine. Now, one guy that I know a lot of Raider Nation had questions about was wide receiver Tyrell Williams. Eleven million dollars of his deal, which is his deal, it became fully guaranteed on Wednesday. So please believe Tyrell Williams will be a member of the Raiders in twenty twenty. Eleven million dollars. Fully guaranteed on Wednesday. And Richie Incognito, $5 million of his deal was fully guaranteed. Also, Raiders tight end Darren Waller, a guy that you heard from on the show, I believe on Monday, uh, $7.28 million. His 2020 base salary was fully guaranteed on Wednesday. There was never a question about Darren Waller. Everybody knew that he was going to be with the team. But $7.28 million, he got fully guaranteed on Wednesday. So it was nice to wake up and be Darren Waller and know that all that money is fully guaranteed in your bank account. So that was a little nuggets right there about players' salary and players' extensions that happened and occurred on Wednesday. I'm sure there'll be some more stuff that we'll hear over the next couple days, maybe over the course of the weekend, some guys rolling out some contracts and maybe some extensions, Uh, but nothing else. I mean, obviously there's no free agent movement. That can't happen till March 18th. But right now, you can negotiate and talk and do whatever you got to do with your current team. So if you're gonna cut a guy, you can cut a guy. If you're gonna re-sign him or give him an extension like they did Jalen Richard, you can do that as well. Coming up in segment number two, my conversation with Quinnen and Quincy Williams and also ESPN Central Texas conversation with the Hall of Famer, Emmitt Smith. That's coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you about Arizona. Why is that? Well, because Arizona is the place where your favorite baseball teams will go for Cactus League spring training. They got 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams. All 10 stadiums are in the Greater Phoenix area within 50 miles of each other. And the good thing about it is you get to meet and greet the players. You can get autographs, take pictures, do what you got to do. It's a lot less stressful type situation, and the players are a lot friendlier, and they're happy to be getting back on their grind. It's just, it's a lot of fun if you go there, and you can go there as a family. There's a lot of things to do for the kids. Uh, It's a fantastic destination for families, but family-friendly resorts, hotels, uh, plenty of fun for kids of all ages. They got water parks, they got horseback riding, games, activities, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Plus, if you're grown up like myself and you like to hit the bar scene, they can go to uh you can go to a brewery like Four Peaks Angels Trumpet Ale House Goldwater Brewing Company. They got live music, local and national artists. I mean, everything that you could really, really want you can find in Arizona. And then on top of that, you can go to some real cool. Baseball games, some spring training games, and take in some good action early on and get to know some of these players. And, you know, just like I said, maybe get a couple fly balls and get some autographs, some pictures. It is all good. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com spring training. That's visitarizona.com spring training. Sigma number two is on the way.
1: At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor, you're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: All right, Raider Nation, let me go ahead and jump right into this segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, February 6th, 2020. going to go ahead and jump into these interviews from Super Bowl 54 from Radio Row. The whole week I was there covering the game with ESPN Central Texas. This is going to be a little bit longer segment, so I'm not going to talk too much. Just going to jump Right into it. The first interview was a lot of fun for me. Everyone knows that's been listening to this podcast for a while. I was a big Quentin Williams guy going into the draft. I really wanted the Raiders to get him. Still think the Raiders might have got him if he was there at number four, but he wasn't. The Jets got him at number three, but I had the opportunity at least to talk to him on Radio Row. I talked to him and his brother. Real fun conversation. These guys, it's, it's so funny. Just listen to it. How you could tell this is their first time on Radio Row and they're kind of starstruck by seeing the people that are walking by. Uh, it's really, really cool. They just kind of really lose their focus really quickly and easily. But again, these are youngsters and they're just kind of learning this whole Super Bowl thing and Radio Row thing. And it was just a lot of fun. So here it is right here. Myself, Quentin Williams, and Quincy Williams from Radio Row, Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Here on Radio Row in Miami, Super Bowl 54, ESPN Central Texas. And I think this interview is going to be one that neither one of my guests are going to have like this today. We have Quentin Williams from the Jets. We have Quincy Williams from the Jaguars. And me, your boy Q. (laughs) <laughs> so oh, it's three yeah, yeah, Q's, yeah. three Q's the hard way yeah. So <laughs> so this is something that uh, I'm very excited about And uh, both of you guys had your rookie years And uh, uh, Quincy, let me start with you in, in Jacksonville How did things go with you? How How do you feel uh, coming off your rookie year? Man, first of all, I'm so happy that I got drafted to a place with some
5: amazing weather
2: <laughs> Let's go with that first. I didn't know if that was a W word that you were rolling with
5: <laughs> <laughs> But uh, man, it was amazing Um Came in, first of all, I didn't know I was gonna get drafted, came in, third right. around. Uh, so they had a lot of belief in me, that was the biggest thing. So I came in, um, talked to Miles Jack, Marcel Darius, yeah, uh to be a pro on the field and off the field and it was amazing man. Came into the Star Road at the beginning of the season, they was kinda shaking with my injury. But uh finished out finished out good, you know. Yeah. We got a lot to learn on for the next year.
2: Right, a lot to build on, but at least, but you're there. You got your feet right. in the ground. You're, you're feeling good about yourself. And, and Quentin, obviously, uh, you didn't stay along the draft very long. No. <laughs> you, you got drafted uh, very quickly, and uh, you actually made a heck of a moment at the draft when you uh, you sneezed and then you uh, <laughs> you blessed <laughs> yeah. yourself and uh, all that. It was it was a it was a fun experience. We were there in Nashville with you. Definitely. So how, how, how did you feel your your rookie year went with the Jets?
6: Um, my rookie year went great, man. I feel like um, I had a lot of stuff I can. Um, Build on, but I I feel great about where I'm at right now. I know I, I know I got uh, a lot of things to learn. I know I learned a lot of things and the mistakes that I made uh, during this rookie year. And you're a rookie, man. I feel like uh, you everybody get that opportunity to build on something. But I know I, I know the opportunity that I have in front of me, and I feel like the second year is going to be the best year because the experience that I have now.
2: How did you feel being coached by Nick Saban and then coming into the league? Did you feel like you actually got coached maybe a little harder even in college?
6: Uh, I feel like it went went into hand to hand. I feel like it was just the same. We're just I'm, I'm on the same I'm on the same yacht, We're just a different part of the yacht.
7: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's like> yeah.
6: <laughs> going from going from Coach Saban to Greg Williams, man, it's the same same mentality, man. It's the same same everything. So doing that, man, I was like it's amazing. It's still the same. I feel like like, it prepared you pretty well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Coach Saban prepared me for mostly anything they're going to come across. So having that opportunity to be coached by him, is just amazing. Just, I feel like I would be the best player I am. I wouldn't be the best player I am today, too.
2: How does it feel to be in the the league? I mean, one, I know it's every young man's dream to be in the league, but you're in the league with your brother. Uh, Oh, definitely.
6: It's just different because it's like, Like, man, like, the main thing that's different is, like, you got somebody who you – who know, like, won't steer you the wrong way. Right. That's going through the same exact thing you're going through. So, if, like, I feel something, I would be like, man, when I wake up in the morning, my ankles hurt after a game. Yeah. I can know – I like Quincy Your ankles hurt when you, when you woke up This morning too He's like yeah man, My ankles <laughs> hurt So, you know, you, like, you, so you know like You ain't you ain't going through it alone man. You know everybody in there. You know how they say Everybody in the NFL Hurt you no know, Everybody right. in the NFL Feel the same way you feel man. Just have your brother yeah. Somebody you like Grew up with In the same bedroom Since so you was kids so Going through the same Stuff you going through So it it's just, just like, It's just, cool. um, it's just, just
5: having, like When people be saying Um you don't understand how I feel yeah. he can't say that right? because I mean we're going through the same
2: stuff So, right exactly exactly. I mean that's that's just got to be a blessing man yeah, and definitely. now you guys are here uh, Radio Row obviously uh, the first Super Bowl I mean is this because this kind of environment almost inspire you guys to say hey we need to be here but not Radio Row out there on the field oh, oh yeah, definitely. Man, definitely
6: everybody want to go to the Super Bowl man it's like playing in college man everybody want to get to that that national championship, man. So you don't play this game just to be another player or another. You don't play this game just to be another another asset. You want to win, like you want right. to go to the Super Bowl. You want to you want to be at the big dance, like you want to be at the big stages at all times. So oh yeah, that's that's what anything you do. You you're a UFC fighter. You don't want to be fighting. You know what I'm saying? You want to go to <laughs> Masters World Garden with all the fans. You know what I'm saying? See so, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: What was the welcome to the league moment for you? Your rookie year, going
6: from a Monday game to a Thursday game. Okay. Okay. Man, I had a weird had a Monday game, go to the Thursday game. It was like, no, a Sunday game going to a Thursday game. Okay, and it was like, whoa, right? Like, yeah, that
5: was crazy too.
6: We had one like that one. was different. That it was did. like that was that was the, like and it. I was mine was like towards the end of the year, so it was like, but that was like the day that week. I was like, whoa, like, bro, like it's like this NFL, like yeah. it's Sunday to Thursday. It's like, a job, job. Yeah, it's a this NFL a job, like, it's, job. Yeah, that yeah. was like one of them <laughs> things. Like that was probably the only thing that happened to me. The only thing that really like. Stood out to me Like in the NFL or, Like right. walking in the NFL Was that Sunday to Thursday Because it's like yeah. You didn't have no time To recover You didn't have no time To prep You didn't have no time To You kind like, of like
5: Speed everything Speed up, get, everything just get back up, on the field like, It's almost get, like Getting called yeah. in for overtime Oh yeah like, for sure Yeah Because yeah.
6: you get that off day And then like just, we got boom, boom 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 boom
5: I think okay. we went from Sunday. Then he was like, "I be at practice Monday." Yeah, but we had like a shorter practice. I think. Right. That's what yeah. Happened. So it's like going
6: from <laughs> Sunday to Thursday game. It was like, "Oh man, this thing! Welcome to
2: the NFL." Now, now, Quincy, let me ask you because there was some turnover in Jacksonville. You know, Jalen yeah. Ramsey, he gets traded. He's out of there. You know, there's uh, now Tom Coughlin's not not there anymore. You know, Doug yeah, Marrone yeah, yeah. is still there. So how do you see the the organization making moves moving forward?
5: Um, we're making positive moves. Like I said, I trust that they're doing the right thing. And in return, when my time's come, I'm going to do the right thing by them. So uh, whatever's going on in the office, you know, I'm letting right. them control that because I have no control over that. Yeah. I can only control what I can control, and there's – when it's time for me to perform, that we perform, that I perform as a teammate and not as an individual—that's right. the biggest thing. So I mean, yeah, it's a lot of lot of moving parts going on right now. But like I said, I trust that they're gonna make the right decisions.
2: And, and it's a and it's a business. Is that one of those things too that kind of opens up like, wow, oh, this, this is a business? I mean, no, you got some dogs but, on the defensive side of the ball that maybe a question if they're gonna be, you know, be around next year.
5: Yeah, the what opened my eyes that this was like a business was that. All right, so this one of my teammates during uh, training camp was like, yeah, bro, I'm riding with you in the morning. So I was like, all right, bet, you know. Yeah. So I woke up the next morning. It's probably like 5 a.m. I called him. I was like, bro, you ready? And he was like, bro, I'm already at home. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, bro, I got traded to a different team.
2: And I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just happened just <laughs> like that. Just like that. But you but guys yeah. got some dogs on, on defense. I mean, again, A.J. Boyer is a heck of a cornerback, and he's a guy that carries a big salary. Klaiz cap. Calais Campbell? Yeah, Kalez <laughs> Campbell. You got Ngakwe. <laughs> I mean, I he's going to be a free agent. I mean, you. Kalez yeah, Campbell the GOAT. Yeah, I mean.
6: <laughs> is he, I, man, he, is he's that a dude that mom. you look up to? I would go to Kalez Campbell because he's been playing the game so long, man. I was looking up to Kalez Campbell. He was at the Cardinals. Yeah. I was looking to Kalez Campbell, man. He just. Amazing man! And oh that, man, they go a, a real goat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gold jacket. Oh goat yeah, myself. that's Real Davis. Does kind of keep your head on a swivel being here? Just being able to see all these people because I know the man, very just, first time it it I just came made here made me want to work harder. Yeah, yeah. Like, seeing
6: everybody here, man. Seeing everybody who who on the same level I am or even on a bigger level. Like where business, you want to get to. Like business, yeah. business man. Wise, athletic, wise, everything. It's like. It just keep me humble like I ain't made it yet. No, knew, yeah, I ain't even made it to the Super Bowl yet. And the yet.
5: biggest thing, like, carrying ourselves off the field, like this yeah. off the field stuff now, yeah. so,
2: like just the way you carry yourself off the field, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Well, you know, you got to be careful carrying yourself off the field here in Miami. <laughs> <laughs>
4: there's, a, there's
2: a whole somebody lot of be, Miami that can get in Somebody going to be carrying you off the dance floor. And before I let you guys go, you guys are here representing American Cancer Society, AmbassadorsCancer.org. Dot, dot uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that.
6: Oh, man it's just amazing man the team over the great organization man they can help us uh leave our legacy. and us uh help other people in the same way, man. Like, we've been impacted by cancer many years, uh, a long time. And my mom had breast cancer twice. Uh, she okay. survived the first round, um, but this not the second round. So, uh, we know what it's like, man. We know what everything they're going through, everything it is uh, to have cancer, uh, things like but not have it in us, but go through it with yeah. the, uh, person it a person that's dear to family. us. Right. Uh, definitely. So, man, when we made it to the NFL, the first thing we knew we were going to do to use our platform was cancer
2: that's important like, so yeah.
6: it's just been a blessing to be able to team up with the biggest cancer uh, place I mean, biggest cancer organization it is in the uh, in the world with the American Cancer Society man it's just a great opportunity to <laughs> team up with those, with them people to just reach other people who's going through the same thing that we went through if it's kids or the same th- huh
5: they're grown they up there
2: yeah yeah, that's gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it oh, like is. The
6: same, <laughs> the same thing. The same thing in general. So, man, it's just amazing to uh, have a uh, group of guys that go, uh, oh, my bad. Hey, yeah.
2: y'all are definitely brothers. <laughs> man. Y'all are yeah, definitely
6: just, brothers. It's just amazing, man, to team up with a group of people, man, who care about the same thing we care about, Yeah, um, to care about the same goal we care about and want to get the same message that we have want to get it out to them, but it's just, it's amazing to use our platform in the way that we want to use it also.
2: Right, it it is important, it's very important, it's the American Cancer Society you guys are ambassadors Uh, American Cancer Society, ambassadors cancer.org, again, Quinnen and Quincy Williams here on Radio Row with us on ESPN Central Texas, I appreciate (laughs) y'all So, that was the conversation right there, like I said, man, these guys are really good dudes, they were there for a good cause it's funny, we actually almost, we wrapped up the interview, I did, I wrapped up the interview without talking about the cause that they were there for, and all. All of a sudden their runner was like oh, oh we forgot to give this to you here can you do this too and so the good thing is it wasn't a live interview i had recorded it so i was like yeah i can spice it in so i had to splice it in so the editing wasn't the best but i was i wanted to make sure to get their message in because hell that's what they're there for they gave me the time when they didn't have to i just walked up to their handler and was like hey man uh any chance i can get quinnon and quincy and he was like you know both of these guys and i was like yeah Quentin and quincy williams i know them and they're like well most people know Quentin, but a lot of people don't know quincy but i was very familiar with both of those guys so it was fun talking to them and uh yeah i just i was glad that i was. Able able to do that and uh, that my, my radio station esps central texas they were rolling when I introduced them and I was like, you're never going to have an interview like this. And I introduced it and it was like three cues, and that's all they can keep saying was that was hilarious. Three cues on the same interview. Guarantee that that doesn't happen to them again. They thought it was cool too. So anyway, hopefully you enjoyed that interview. Now let me get into this last one right here. It's ESPN Central Texas with Emmett Smith. You'll hear my boss, David Smoke. He's going to start things off and really he asked a good question, but I think my question, I only asked one question the whole time. I think my question was the most important one because it really kind of set off Emmett to let him start spitting some knowledge some real deep knowledge and uh again man I was just glad that my mind was thinking like it was and really listened to what he said when he answered the first question and I felt like you know what I jumped in because I wasn't even supposed to go next it's supposed to be Paul but I just jumped in because I was like you know what I gotta piggyback this right now and see what he says and I think it really set it off so you be the judge of it but here's uh David Smoke, myself, Paul Catalina all talking to the great Hall of Famer, Emmett Smith.
7: Cowboys great, Pro Football Hall of Famer, and uh, all around just uh, a fantastic person, top 100, Super Bowl champion. What have you not done in your life? I haven't skydived, and I won't. <laughs> I haven't been to the moon, and I won't. <laughs> Don't plan on going there. I mean, there's a lot of things. I haven't rushed for 2,000 yards. I haven't done that. So there's a number of things I haven't done. So, but it's not about what I haven't done, not done. It's about what I have done and what I'm going to do. Because there's so much life ahead of me that I look forward to what the possibilities could actually bring me. And I'm not worried about what's behind me because what's behind me, I can't change anyway.
2: How important is that, that that athletes realize that there is a lot more in front of them than they may realize in what's going on right now in the present?
7: You know what? It's extremely important. It's, it's so important because it affords you the opportunity to focus in on what you're doing now because what you're doing now is not promised tomorrow. Right. It can be taken away like that. And we all experienced that with, our, with the loss of our, our buddy Kobe. So even if you're doing the right things, those things can happen like that. Right. But beyond that, you can never go back and gather. How many often do... People say, if I knew then what I know now. Uh, yeah. Well, you got people coming ahead of you, telling you right now what it's like. Don't think you different, and you the exception to the rule. Too many people have gone through this life this way and dealt with things and have, and and conveying back to everyone the message. Take advantage of the opportunities while you have them. And for the players that are playing today, your opportunity is now. Your earning potential, your best earning potential is right now. How you parlay that into the next phase is up to you. And guys like myself and many others are showing you the way. And Roger Staubach showed me the way. Magic Johnson showed me the way. Michael Jordan showed everybody the way. So, you think you that different? You think you that special? You need to humble yourself and understand where you are and what you try to get accomplished. Who was that direct mentor for you? Was it Roger Staubach about how to to be a football player, a businessman, and? and and just a regular human being after that? I wouldn't say it was him directly. I think a lot of the things that I've learned over the years come from the foundation which I come from. Uh, And being humble enough through high school coaches teaching me how to be humble um, through through people that exposed me to a lot of different things that I was not exposed to. I think exposure is the best way to teach people because sometimes people see things and they don't believe it is real until they get a taste of it or feel of it or get a chance to see it and get a sense of what it's like and once they get that they're like oh okay this is not as different as i thought it was right and i do have a chance to be this person i have a chance to be go do that and the doors are open for me and I just got to figure out how to make that happen Oftentimes, people are left in the dark because they're not seeking they're too busy back here gathering they're not seeking where the next opportunity that is coming from man if you want to go scripture with it the bible says your talent will make room for you well even in Roger Starbeck case his talent made room for him it made room for him to play not only go to go to the military cabinet. And and do the military thing You brought them out of it Gave him an opportunity to work with the Cowboys and get a job there. Then it opened up doors for him to do other things in the real estate space. And then it opened up doors to do this. And no, 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 no. That's the way it works. And so if you're so naive and and thinking that this is it, it's not. This is your it for now. But for now, it's not your life. Your now is today. Emmett, you guys had talent. You had the great coaching staff. But I heard, and of all what you've told me this back when you were a player, that no one worked harder than the Cowboys. The leaders were the leaders, okay. along with how hard you worked. How important is that, and how come more people don't go by that role or that model? Because people are too busy trying to criticize the model, too busy trying to find the flaws in the model, and not really, and wanting to blame the model versus trying to fix themselves. See, the problem is most people compare themselves to a level of excellence and they think something wrong with excellence. And here's why. Because excellence leads to this, mental issues. or Excellence leads to that. They look at the negative aspect of it. Everything has a negative aspect of it. If you believe in something hard enough and you're willing to sacrifice, and the word sacrifice means sacrifice something of yourself for the sake of others, that you know I means you may be a great coach, but you may lose your family. You may be a great coach, but you may not be there for your family as much as you need to. So therefore, you need a great person to understand. Understand what it takes to balance all those things things out, and as a great coach, you need to figure out how to how to balance it out yourself. Because putting too much in anything is like drinking too much of anything and causing you problems. And so, when I look at all this stuff, it's it's like oftentimes people are measuring themselves against greatness, but trying to find the flawness in the things that have helped people become great. This is greatness, huh? Heredera. Oh, it's, it's produced great. They do a great job, and Heredera Tequila is the, is the reason why I am here today. They're celebrating 150 years and being in existence. Um, they make the, the the creme de la creme. Uh, tequila here. You're looking at Emmett Smith 22 uh, selection. This is a barrel that I selected. I created this barrel through going through this process of eliminating five other barrels to get down to two that I, it was very hard for me to pick from. So, what I decided to do was blend those two together, which created this bottle right here. And that bottle right there is superb. Emmett Smith, Hall of Fame and everything on ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, so there it was, man. Emmett Smith right there, spitting some real deal knowledge on Radio Row. Uh, again, He gave me that bottle of tequila. I haven't opened it yet. It's at the house still. Uh, I'll open it at some point. I don't know when, but man, that's a hell of a bottle of tequila. And I know when I tweeted out a picture of it, everyone's like, man, that's the best. You got to sip that. Don't take shots of it. And I was like, all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. But I haven't even opened it up yet. But man, it sure does look good. And I hope you got a lot from that uh, that conversation, man. I know it was only six minutes with Emmett Smith, but I thought that that was a great six minutes. That was one of the best interviews from the week, in my opinion. Hopefully, you felt the same way and hopefully, you took away as much as I did from that and uh, just realized that Emmett was spitting some real knowledge and when he's a hall of famer when he's on that platform he's going to get your attention right and so he's able to do that and give you the 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 attention and the knowledge if you're willing to pay attention so i was really locked into that conversation so hopefully you enjoyed that coming up in segment number three your call straight off that locked on raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 this is a locked on raiders podcast
1: at vanguard you're more than just an investor you're an owner that means your priorities are vanguard's too So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. You are locked on Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders
2: Alright, here we are. Jumping into the final segment of the show. Final segment of the week because there will be no show on Friday. So going to get your calls in right now straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. A call from the 949. I recognize my man's voice, but he didn't say his name. I know he's called multiple times. He's not a new booty, but he didn't say his name, so I apologize, but he's calling from SoCal 949 area code. He's calling to talk about Andy Reid winning Super Bowl 54 and also a show going on involving the Raiders in South California. Here he is.
3: Yo, what up Q? What up Raider Nation? Um, just want to call in and, uh, you know, everyone's upset that the Chiefs won, but one bright spot that I look at, even though it is the Chiefs, is Andy Reid, man. What a great coach. Never never won it. And, you know, he finally won it, man. And it sucks that's with the Chiefs, I would have preferred it to be with the Eagles, you know, or somebody else not in our division. But I'm really happy for the guy because he's one of the greatest minds to coach football. Uh, other note, anybody in SoCal, uh, Frank and Sons, they're going to have some Raiders out there, uh, signing autographs and taking pictures and stuff. So you're going to have like Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson, Tim Brown, Rich Gannon, uh, Jim Plunkett. So, uh, if you get a chance, man, check it out. It's this weekend. I believe the dates the 8th and the 9th or the 9th and the 10th. I forgot, but, uh, it's Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then other than that Q, man, I hope you're doing well, man. Um, my family's got you in our prayers for you and your whole family, man, you know. uh, We are here for you, like another caller said, but at the same time, I understand if you don't want to talk about it, but um, you just got to enjoy life, man. You know, I used to work for a big company, and I made more money, but I wasn't living my life with my family, and now I took a pay cut, different company, and I'm just trying to spend time with my family, man. So whatever it is that you're going through, like you said on the previous podcast, sometimes you just got to live life, you know, Screw the sports, screw the job, live life, man. Cause you know you can't buy time. You know, you can buy everything else, but time. Everyone's got a clicking, uh, clicking clock that's gonna run out. And you know, at the end of the day, what do you have to show for it? A bunch of money, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of DVDs of, of previous sports rewinds. Nah, man, you gotta spend time with your family and enjoy your loved ones, man. But uh, other than that, man, Q, stay up, brother. I hope to hear from you soon, man. Take
2: care. Yeah, man. Andy Reid, hell of a coach. You got to give him a lot of props. Congratulations to him on winning a title after 21 years as a head coach in the league or as a coach in the league. I mean, man, he's well-deserved. Of course, it stinks that it's the Chiefs and it's a division rival. And, I mean, every Raider fan knows how it is about Kansas City. But at the same time, man, they're the best team in the league. No doubt about it. You know, I caught a lot of flack when I picked in to win the AFC West. Well, hell, they didn't just win the AFC West. They went and won the whole damn thing. So I guess I wasn't too far off, right? No, I mean, just call it what it is. And again, they're the cream of the crop. They're the standard. You've got to beat Kansas City. You've got to build your team moving forward to beat Kansas City. Not New England, but you've got to build your team to beat Kansas City. That's what every team in the league is going to be working on throughout the offseason. How do we beat the Kansas City Chiefs? That's exactly what it's going to be. And that show sounds pretty good. If, uh, if you're in the SoCal area this weekend, go on and check that show out and uh, hit up your boy, 707-654-4693, or on Twitter, at your boy Q254, and let me know how it is. We had a call from SoCal, now we're having a call from NorCal. NorCal Raider in the 530. He's up next calling to talk about the transition of going from the Oakland Raiders to the Las Vegas Raiders, and then talking about the quarterback position and how to upgrade it. Here he is, NorCal Raider in the 530.
4: Hey Q, this is uh, NorCal Raider in the 530. Um, just wanted just to bring up a couple of things. Um... um just uh, you know, just keep doing your day and keep your head up. That's my first thing I wanted to mention. Uh, second of all, um, I was thinking about something. Um, just the transition this year. It's gonna be a big transition for me. You know, being from NorCal. You know, um, you know, growing up in a five three oh about an hour and a half from uh, uh, from Oakland. You know, just trying to get. I'm gonna try to use, get get transition. You know, I, mean, I just wanted like some opinions. You know, just like on on, uh, on how to transition. You know, like as a as a Las Vegas fan because I was so used to being like coddled out here in, the, in in NorCal, you know, you got the market, home market, you know, you get to watch the games and you could even go to the giveaways. Like in Hayward, I'd be going out there, you know, going to the uh, SoundCloud Mall and doing the giveaways, you know, the Twitch with hot and getting autographs from the rated players and, and able to go to training camp, et cetera, you know, to go into the games. And I'm, I'm just going to, I just want some opinions on that, you know, like, you know, is it easy to adjust, you know, because I think you were from the Bay Area at one point, now you're from Texas, I believe. And, um, also, another thing, you know, just to the haters, you know, that were hating just because you went to the night game, you know, and the Chiefs game. I, I, I mean, like to me, I'll go to any game, you know. I, I love football. I love the, the just the whole scheme of football, you know. I love the way football looks, the way it runs, and the scheme, you know. I'll go to a rival. I don't care. I'm gonna be chilling. I'll be there with my radio here, I don't give a damn, you know. You know, you just go for the fun of it. A lot of times, you got friends on the outside, outside the, outside of the, uh, you know, your team, you know. And, uh, you know, also third, third thing, um, just with the um with uh with the quarterback season you know quarterback draft this year uh i'm hopefully the raiders if they, if they see somebody that's out there like you know even a guy like Dak Prescott, you know somebody just out there that looks a little bit better than Carr, you know you know we might, might want to pull the gun you know it's time to hit second third gear if, if, if car is just if Carr just sitting there being complacent you know and not really doing anything outside outside of what he's doing now um uh, you know that's um Let's, let's plug in somebody else in and move on, you know, and just move on from that. Because, you know, you're seeing in the NFL, you're seeing these these, these, these uh, teams, like, get quarterbacks, and overnight they're just contenders, you know. So, you know, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but uh, looking forward to this draft, and, uh, you know, just keep your head up, Q. And uh, looking out for this off season for all the rumors and everything, all these uh, remarks with the team, where they're going, with Tom Brady, et cetera. But go uh, um, Raiders, um, you know, Las Vegas Raiders it is now. Thank
2: you. That's a good question about the transition, man. I want to think that it should be smooth. I'm just not sure how it's going to transition in the Bay, only because I'm not there. I'm not a member of the Bay Area media. How are they going to treat... The Raiders. Now, I know for a fact in Vegas in 2019, they were preparing for the Raiders to be there. So they were already treating them like a home team. They already had their television broadcast. They had the Raiders on the radio. I mean, they already had a lot because they were preparing for them to come. So they were transitioning smoothly where they were treating them like the home team already. If it was me and I was in the Bay, I would still broadcast the Raider games. I would still treat them like the home team because I know that there is a large fan base for the Raiders. I know that. I would still treat them like that, but I'm not saying that that's going to happen. We've seen radio stations in the Bay stop talking about them completely because they knew that they were going, and that's all about business. It's all about politics. And so, again, man, right now with the 49ers being a really, really good team, they're probably going to get most of the love in in the Bay. So I can't really answer the question on how the transition is going to be. You just got to do the best you can. You know, when I moved out of California, where the Raiders were always on my TV, and I I moved to to Central Texas— I had to find a way to watch the game. You know, if it was bootlegging it, I had to do it. If I had to go to the sports bar, I had to do it. Now I got DirecTV and the Sunday ticket, and I do it. I, I don't know. I can't really answer that question. Uh, we'll see, though. But hopefully the, the Locked On Raiders podcast can help you with that transition daily. Hopefully, uh, you know, I can help provide as much information and coverage as you need for the Raiders. As far as quarterbacks go, I mean, I can see the Raiders going and signing Marcus Mariota as a backup at best. I mean, that's, that's I've been stuck with that. I've been saying that for a while. Uh, as far as going after Dak, I don't think that that's reasonable. One, I don't think he's going to get out of Dallas. I think that they'll find a way to come to agreements with him. But just think if the Raiders were to go ahead and throw some money at Dak, it's going to cost damn near $40 million a year. Damn near $40 million. People are already upset about how much the Raiders are paying Derek Carr. And uh, I know Dak Prescott has a winning record, and he's been a winner ever since he's been in the league, but he also had a nice situation that he fell into in Dallas. So I'm not saying that Dak is bad. I'm just saying that I don't think that – Spending almost $40 million a year on them would be a good idea, especially with as much as the Raiders need to do to build that team up. They, they just got to be better. That whole team still needs to be built. And again, like I said earlier, the goal is to be able to build a team that could beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Raiders are not one guy away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not. I don't care what anybody says. They're not one guy away, regardless who that guy is. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, linebacker, DN, safety, corner, Nothing. You know, offensive line, not one player is away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a lot of work that they have to do. But uh, like I said, if they sign a veteran quarterback, I see it as a backup. And maybe Marcus Mariota, if you can get him on the cheap. Thank you for that call. Raider Loke in the 626, he's up next, calling to talk about the Chiefs and the chance of them becoming a dynasty. Also, he's talking about why he thinks Rod Marinelli might have been brought in and Brenton Buckner shipped out. Here he is, Raider Loke in the 626. Sup
8: Q, sup nation. Happy off season. How's everything? This is Ray Lowe from the 626 calling you after finally catching up to all these episodes this week. It's been a busy week for me. And honestly, when you didn't shoot out any episodes last week for the Super Bowl week, you know, I just thought maybe this guy's busy. You know, you're already busy as it is. You're Super Bowl interviewing all these different kind of players, blah, blah, blah. So I never would have thought that something personally, personally was going on between you. But once I heard that, you know, I just hope and pray that everything turns out best for you, Q. You know, in our, in our everyday lives, there's these – there's this thing that comes up in our lives, and it's just, you know, life, unexpected. You know, we got things going on, and sometimes unexpected things happen, but we just got to work it out, and I just hope everything works out for you, Q. I'm praying for you and your family and whatever it might be that's going on. But um, after listening to all the calls, you know, it seems like a lot of Raider Nation is worried that, you know, the Chiefs that Patrick Mahomes might be at the next dynasty to haunt us for the next several years. And I, I don't give them any fault. You know, I do kind of feel the same way. But in a way, you know, a lot of people say, oh, we're a couple years off from competing with them for for competing for the division title, and I don't think that we're that, we're that far off. You know, and I'm going to start off my, my call with this one tweet from Josh DeBoe that was tweeted out January 20th. Pull this up real quick. So only one team has held Patrick Mahomes to less than 54% completion mark in a game, and only one team has held Patrick Mahomes scoreless in the second half of game. The Vontair Raiders defense did both now. You know, when it seems like we got the game plan to stop Mahomes and all their, pe- and now their weapons, but we just gotta set the foundation, and honestly, that interior rush is where it's at. And I believe that was the reason why we, we unfortunately got rid of Buzzner and brought Marinelli. You know, I believe he's the key that's gonna bring out the best out of every player on that D-line, from Hurst to Hall, from Farrell to, for uh, Crosby, and I believe Deion Jordan might be back with it, and I hope he comes back. He really excelled and surprised me. But the second reason why is because, you know, we killed the draft last year. And you know I'm pretty confident that my and Gruden are going to kill this draft. You know, linebacker, wide receiver, linebacker, linebacker, or wide receiver, wide receiver. Either either of those three combinations, or either a cornerback or a wide receiver, Anymore. I'm confident that these guys are going to definitely in, increase this draft. With, um, get good selection with these draft with these draft picks. And the third reason why is uh, you know cap space. You know, on the defense, I believe we need one corner. Obviously, line, the whole revamp of linebacker. And another edge rusher and a D line. I believe we could solidify all those needs as well as a wide receiver on the offense with the draft and the cap and free agency. So we got the cap, we got the draft picks, and I think we're not that far off as everyone. So Raider Nation, don't be worried. I believe we're going to get this ship sailing the right way for many years to come. All right, this is Raider Loc, and I'm
2: out. Well, there's one thing that's for sure: is the defense needs to be addressed in a major way. The pass rush has to improve, and I said it earlier. I think Rob Marinelli is going to help that that pass rush, especially the interior, and that's where it really needs to be upgraded. The The defensive ends need to improve as well. Max Crosby, great. Can he repeat that in 2020, do what he did in 2019, his rookie year? Can he improve that and do a little bit more? Great. That's awesome. I believe that he'll, he'll work to, to improve that. But that other end's got to hold up his side too, but the interior really has to improve. That interior's got to get more pressure, more push than it did in 2019. That's the way that you're going to try to defeat Patrick Mahomes. As far as other positions on the defense, linebackers got to be able to cover. Corners and safeties got to be able to create turnovers. (laughs) It's as simple as that. The defense has got to be able to get pressure. The linebackers have got to be able to cover. And the safeties and corners have got to be able to create turnovers. That's how you have a winning team. Simple as that. A winning defensive unit. That's exactly what you're going to need. Final call of the day, final call of the week comes from Jordan from Oregon. Calling to talk about how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs because ultimately that's what it's all about. Gotta find a way to beat KC. Here's Jordan from Oregon.
0: Hey Q, Jordan in Oregon. Hey, I just wanted to call in and say say uh, great calls by everybody um, on the podcast on I guess it would have been Wednesday. Um, I'm calling in today though really just to kind of piggyback on some points I heard. Um, I think it's a great way to look at our team right now in the light of how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for the for us as Raider Nation and hopefully the coaching staff and the whole organization. I, I hope that everybody zeroed in on Super Bowl and thought to themselves, they are the team for us to beat. They're in the way of everything that we want. And basically where I'm going with that is in order to beat them, we've got to either emulate a team like them or try to do something completely different. And I like what the 49ers did in the Super Bowl, but I think for us to beat the Chiefs, it's going to come down to, like you said, Q, adding some dynamic players, a kick returner would be huge, as well as an improved defense overall. But I think another, the biggest point is to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field is with our offense. one of the strengths that we have is a is a, a, a great run game. I think that's only going to get better next year. And if we could literally become a top-five run team, improve the defense, add some playmakers on special teams, I think we would, we would be in these games with them. I'm not saying that all of a sudden within a year we're beating them, but we'd be in the games with them. And I think that's the key is an improvement in the defensive rush up front. Of course, all 32 teams want that. Uh, improvement in linebacker, obviously we need that, um, improvement in our run game to, to run the clock, uh, add some playmakers outside, and, and first and foremost, though, I think your point of adding a dynamic special teams returner, I think that would be huge for us to, to flip the field position. To I forgot what it's like to, to get a special teams touchdown. I mean, my God, is that too much to ask for us to want to get a touchdown out of a special teams guy? I mean, we haven't had a guy that's reliable back there, and I can't even remember. I've watched every Raider game for the last 25 years, and I can't remember the last time I really thought that, that the, the guy back there was, was going to take it home. And maybe Jacoby Ford? I don't know. That was pretty quick, Liv. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about 2020 everybody's calls get me thinking in different directions I wouldn't be thinking of. so that's why I love the podcast. Appreciate everybody that calls in. I appreciate you, Q. Hope you're doing well, man.
2: I think you summarized it perfectly. I really do. And it's funny, going back to the special teams guy, I mean, that's the biggest point I took away. You know, who can flip the field? You know, you mentioned how long has it been. It's been a long time. And the special teams, man, that's the third element to a game. It needs to be addressed. It has been so long since the Raiders had a threat back there. I mean, let's go back, man. Remember signing Desmond Howard? Yeah, remember that? He was supposed to be the guy. That flopped. Remember David Dunn? He fumbled his way out of the league. Doug Gabriel. Remember him? I do. Terry Kirby? Uh, Not so much. Jacoby Ford? You mentioned him. Yeah, he was high up there. He actually leads the the team in in total uh, career touchdowns with four. How about Johnny Lee Higgins? Remember him? Remember number 15? (laughs) Remember him with his goofy haircut? Yeah. And then how about this guy? This is the best guy, actually, for the Raiders on paper. Remember Chris Carr? Remember he was the car before Derek? Chris Carr. Yeah, remember the old light-skinned dude? Yeah, he actually leads the Raiders franchise in yards, in returns, in in kick return yardage, but has never scored a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, as far as special teams and returns and all that good stuff, that's why they had had, uh, signed Cordero Patterson, thought he was going to be the dude. Well, he didn't last very long. I'm telling you, man, it has been a long, long time since the Raiders had a real deal threat that when you knew he was back there, teams had to be worried and concerned. Like right now, when you go and punt and you see Tyreek Hill back there, you get nervous. When you kick off and you see McCole Hardman back there, you get nervous. When the Raiders have Jalen Richard back there, do you get nervous? Nah, you just don't. You know, hell, remember back in the day, Napoleon Kaufman even returned kicks for a while. I used to like seeing him because I figured he was fast enough, he'd break one. But really, I mean, they have not had a real deal, legit guy in years. Something that they need to do. They need to find a guy in the draft that, obviously, that's not the only thing he does, but he could do that as well. You know, like he could be a wide receiver and also a great kick returner. Like I said, similar to McCole Hardman. He's got all that speed and they use it in Kansas City. The Raiders need to find a way to do that. Flipping the field is very, very important. For years, the Raiders have had great punters that can flip the field, but what have they had on the other side when it comes to receiving the ball? Just haven't had it, you know, haven't had it. Matter of fact, I mean, remember Tim Brown? You used to have to send Tim Brown back there, especially later in his career, just because you were scared that, uh, you know, the guy back there might fumble. At least Tim Brown, you knew that he'd catch the ball. (laughs) And then, I mean, early in his career, he was a kick returner, punt returner. Remember that? Tim Brown was a dude. But, I mean, look, look at the guys we're talking about. Tim Brown's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's my point right there. We're talking about dudes that are long gone, long out of the league. So that's what I got for you. Thank you for the calls. Thank you for the love. Uh, Hopefully you guys have a good weekend. Sorry there will be no Friday show, but I just can't do it. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm hoping I can get to Monday's show. Uh, We'll see how this weekend goes. It's going to be a big adventure for me. Uh, I'm not too sure how it's going to shake out, but uh, Raider Nation, if you you send up one prayer today and send up one prayer this weekend, let it be for your boy because uh, this weekend is going to be very, very, Uh, A lot of trials and tribulations will go on uh, this weekend. So uh, until next time, Raider Nation, until Monday, uh, as I plan to be back at it on Monday, uh, just win, baby. That's what we do, right?
1: Yeah, just win, baby. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.